Hello, I'm Marsha Ogden. Welcome to my podcast, Directory of a Dream Life 50 Plus. It's for anyone who's passed that milestone, like me by a long chalk, and who, like me, has realised that we could be on this earth for another 30 or 40 years. So let's make the best of it. get started with this week's episode can i just remind you to please 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 review share and subscribe to the directory of a dream life 50 plus podcast on whatever platform you listen on and if you want to plan to make the rest of your life the best of your life take a look at www.gurgleit.com forward slash my best life and find out about my best life journal and workshops. Hello, welcome to episode 27 of the Directory of a Dream Life 50 Plus podcast. This one's called Everything's Coming Up Strawberries. We know a song about that, don't we? Well, almost. Yes, I know it's a bit of a strange one for this time of year. But you'll understand why I gave this episode that title when you hear the conversation I had with my guest from Australia, Nina Mears. Well, these weeks are spinning round like a pinball machine, aren't they? If you're listening to this podcast on the day it was released, then you will know that tomorrow starts December 2019. Ah, how the heck did we get there? I haven't even thought about Christmas yet. I don't know if you have. Although that's wrong. I have actually thought about it because I'm playing Mrs Christmas every weekend (laughs) at a garden centre. Anyway, this week we've got the life hack to give you as usual. I'm going to be announcing the winner of the competition that was running on social media to win a copy of My Best Life Journal, which I wrote, as you will know. And we've also got this week's quiz. So without further ado, I'm going to give you the answer to last week's quiz. If you remember, the question was, in which comedy series did the character Gavin Rumsey appear in the 70s? And the answer to that is, of course, The Cuckoo Waltz by Geoffrey Lancashire. Do you remember it? It was about a married couple called Chris and Fliss and Gavin was their very flash lodger. I loved it. And a bit of extra free trivia, Geoffrey Lancashire is the father of the actress Sarah Lancashire. There you go. Here's this week's quiz question. What major planetary event occurred in February of 1979. Mm, a bit harder than last week's, isn't it? And again, don't Google it. That spoils all the fun. Have a guess. So let me tell you about my guest, Nina Mears. She's in her late, late 50s. Her words, not mine. And she was convinced by her husband that retirement was out of the picture. 
So they sold up the lot, the house, the lifestyle, security, and they are now in their third year as organic berry farmers. I had the pleasure of speaking to Nina earlier this week, and this is what she had to say. So my guest this week is the lovely Nina Mears from Northeast Austria, uh, Northeast Victoria, did you say? I did. Yeah, Beautiful yeah. Northeast Victoria. On the Bajag. east coast of, of Australia in Correct. Bajag. Bajag. Oh, I'd like yes. to live in Bajag. <laughs> it's, a drive -by, it's a drive by town. See the sign and then you're gone. <laughs> I, I wanted to interview Nina because she's done something quite extreme. Rather than retiring yes. or gear, gearing down mentally or physically, tell us about the extreme decision that you and your husband made. I don't believe I was on drugs at the time, <laughs> but I'm rethinking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was sitting in traffic, he's a tradesman, and he was yeah. sitting in traffic and said, uh, he, he sort of toyed with the idea of farming. His brothers are very big uh, passion fruit farmers in northeast Victoria and uh, Queensland, in northeast Queensland. Uh, and they, and, and he sort of, he knew about them, they'd done very well, and he thought he'd like to try his hand at farming. So I thought to myself, um, so I thought, okay, well, he's been very good to me and supported me by letting me live in houses where I could run my web developing business from home. Mm -hmm. He's even had houses without a garage and he loves his car. He's got to do a bit of compromising yeah. in life. Yeah. So I said, okay, I, um, I thought, how hard can it be? Right. You know, how hard can it be a farmer? So I have my little <laughs> criteria. The organic part was the important part for me. And yeah. um, we fought it, mm -hmm. but I won. So he's <laughs> now thinking. <laughs> Fantastic. So it's, it's, you both found it a huge life change then from what you were doing. I, told, I, it's, I think it, uh, it's a bit of a shock. Yeah. Um, yes, we have found an enormous life change because. You were right. We did something that was even a little bit more extreme. We bought a block of land that had never been farmed. Oh, right. We bought, we had no, no power. It had no water. Oh, my. Had no infrastructure. And uh, we, so all our money that we we're going to have for a house went into yes. putting the infrastructure in. Yeah. And we did this because we needed to start with something that we felt would suit our business. Otherwise, you're buying someone else's and it doesn't work because most people in Australia are very, very big farmers, mm -hmm. big property, hundreds of thousands of acres, a lot of them, tens of thousands of acres. And we've only got 30. Right. <laughs> but it's intensive horticulture. Yeah. So you grow a lot intensively. Therefore, yeah, we had to set it up. Yeah. It's hard. And you, so you really have done it all from scratch. So there's no option for failure there, is it? If you, a lot of people go into something new thinking with a plan B. And if you haven't got, yes, if I've you've used everything, you've no plan B, have you? You've yeah. got to make it work. There was never a yeah. plan B. There was yeah. never a plan B. Yeah, mm. I love that. I love that attitude. And, and you said, um, I read something that you wrote, and that was, being scared is often just part of the not knowing. And so that's kind it of is. challenging yourself, isn't it? Uh, it is, and uh, I think it's, I might have lost opportunities in the past by being scared, and, and I'm an overthinker. Mm. Yeah. 
And I'm an overthinker because I'm a perfectionist. This is with the trail I see. I, I think about things. I try to find every scenario. I think some people are more prone to it than others. And, and, uh, and I think it just cripples you by procrastination. And sometimes yeah. you just got to dip your toe in the water and sometimes you just got to be pushed in. Uh, and I, and I tell people that on the, that the biggest successes lie on the other side of fear if you can overcome it. Of course, yeah. You've got to do it. In te- I think the older you become, the more you do start to recognise opportunities and grab them with both hands, don't you? I was going to say yes, but I think, uh, I think that many people think that because you're older uh, that it's just not really possible. But I, I think that we look now that, really 60 is a new 40 mm. you know we we're living absolutely and uh we've got a lot of wisdom i i personally think that what we're doing is better i don't think i would have been as good farmer as if i was younger because mm. you have a lot of wisdom when you get older that you can actually stop and reflect on things that your that your behavior would be different like mm. now as an adult in a, in a grown up in a sensible way with wisdom wisdom is something that you get when you get older hopefully yes <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, yeah. And and how's how's your husband uh, adapted to this? Because it must it must be a huge amount of work for him as well. Because you, you're still running your business, aren't you? As well as working. I am. On yes, the I d- I do all the paper. Yes, I do all the paperwork. I do all the. Uh, I I handle the money side of things. My goal in life is to keep him outside where I don't have to be. Right. I am out there. <laughs> so. We have a very traditional role. I, I generally don't let him go hungry and I generally make sure he's, I make sure he's got socks. And <laughs> uh, Clean pants. <laughs> uh, everything because um, this is a, when I look at what we've done in 36 months, it's such an enormous task and it is yeah. basically a one man farm that he's built. And to do that, yeah. there's got to be a clear mind. He did have, and, for two years, he worked away. Uh, he was away for months, um, come home on the weekend. So I was very isolated here. It was very difficult. And this last year, I said, I don't care what we do. You are not going to leave me anymore. I have to change what I'm doing so that we, uh, we can be full-time farmers because full-time farming is not as common as people think unless you're a very big farm. A lot of farmers, I found out, they've always got jobs on the side, um, that they can't make ends meet or maybe there's not enough to do. But for us, we're full-time farmers. And that's really, in the third year, that's quite um, quite exceptional, in my opinion, based on what I'm reading. Yeah, yeah. And we should say you farm strawberries, ra- raspberries and blueberries, was it? Blueberries. blueberries oh, we've yeah. made mistakes in so many ways, but the most successful has been our strawberries. We grow for flavour and being organic. And the raspberries, oh, no. No. in the greenhouse <laughs> shall we not talk about ones? the raspberries <laughs> except that the ones i've got so far it tastes very very nice I've, I've only got um i've got about a thousand now yeah and uh the first year i got three raspberries <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> i cut them down at the wrong time so like they were primocane and floricane oh. and the blueberries um the blueberries we had three thousand two hundred and fifty of them we bought, and we lost two and a half thousand in oh, a frost yeah. uh, in our greenhouse with a snap frost that came in, and uh, it was quite. Uh, Andrew could not go into the into the greenhouse at that stage for two, for a couple of weeks. We thought it was us, but we found it was 
young plant. Right. It was, look, it was just one of these things that made us really think, is this what we want to do? Right. Um, and they, so we, we ended up buying another propagation, a small tent and create a, a little hut. Um, what did they call them? Like little, um, little glass houses, mini, miniature ones with all humidity. And we grew our own stock. So we've got another yeah. 1,500. But yeah. it sort of puts you three or four years behind. And I keep getting worried because I haven't got a house and I haven't got my blueberries commercial. And, uh, you know, yeah. when dive. you say you haven't got a house, where are you living? You said you're living in a shed. But... In a shed. When you, when you buy land, often they've got a hay shed for the animals uh, where you store the hay and it's locked up. So yeah. it's, it's just nine metres by six metres. Um, and it's got in there, it's wrapped in cool room panels to keep us from the elements because we have very hot and we have very cold. Right. He put in a nice shower and toilet and uh and and hand basin so we've, i've got those mod cons i've got a nice little kitchen and uh a dishwasher you know and a one oven that i can run or i can run a cooktop mm -hmm. one one hot plate or i can run my thermomix or i can run the microwave now if you understand the words or oh. <laughs> yeah you know you have to have a, we've got the obviously sleeping arrangements and i've got my office it's just uh, dusty and um, to me, I guess a sense of accomplishment is the house that we like to have. It's not a fancy house, but you, you judge, you're often judged on the fact of, you know, you're living in, a, in a, a house is a man's castle and that's how you're judged. And we put all our castle in the ground without, right, yeah. to be self-funded, yeah. you know, and not have a lot of debt. Mm -hmm. uh, and now he's nicknamed me Never. And this it goes like this. What do you think about getting this, Andrew? Oh, this would help. Hey, look, I don't want you to do that job. I think we should get this. And he goes, Nina, you're never going to get a house. And he used to say, Nina, you're never going to get a house. Said, Nina, I'm sick. <laughs> I'm going to make it easy. It's never. So he looks at me, gives me this look, and he goes, never. Never. <laughs> you want a house, Nina? Do you want to have that machine? And he goes, can you tell me you want another tractor for your 60th birthday? <laughs> so, you will. No. Nina, you will. I can feel it. <laughs> Hell's bells. Oh. I, I love it, though. And, and, and you know, and I just get outside and, uh, you, and you have to laugh at failures because there are a lot of failures. And if you're not prepared to laugh and learn, you spend a shitload of time crying. It's like, yeah, I can oh imagine. Yeah. Yeah. And you, yeah, you, it's a whole lifestyle. It's not, it's not a house. Is it? it that's one thing you, you've built a, a whole new life. Haven't you? I like the way you say lifestyle because it's like, it's a choice. <laughs> Oh dear. Yeah, you could, have, you could have said, no, let's not be farmers. Let's, let's just retire. And you didn't. I'll you tell you the life it, so. that we had. But I'll tell you the life we had. It was quite comfortable. Andrew taught me how to ride a mountain bike. Mm -hmm. I am rather, um, I'm rather weight centered on the bottom area. <laughs> and uh, we go in the, and, and I've got a beautiful mountain bike and I got quite good and, I, and I'd be riding in our hills which we lived nearby we bought a house to live near the mountains right in originally beautiful bikes get up and ride our bikes or go away for a weekend and uh, the mountain biking to me if, if I think for women that is one of the most personally satisfying ride uh, like white sports you could do. It's very private, very in within nature and there's not really any competition and no one sees your fat bum and you just cycle <laughs> in the bush 
and you get fit. Yeah. And so we, we, uh, we loved that life. We really loved that life. And I sometimes, you know, we've got our beautiful bikes and I dash the cobwebs off and we ride them still a little bit around the farm. But um, that was a love. I really loved it. So I had to shift my love for things to different uh, because I think in life you have to be prepared to, ch to just change all the time. Mm -hmm. And when you change and move with, with, uh, with technology or whatever, and you move with um, circumstances and social changes, you have to look for good in everything. Otherwise you can get very stuck in very sad, mm. frustrated and bitterness yeah. because things, things are the same as they used to be. And all I can tell you with farming is nothing stays the same. Everything changes mm -hmm. ever so slowly, just like life. And um, here I am and I get out yeah. and look at my clouds and life is good. Yeah, mm. yeah. I'm a cloud um, person. What do you see for the future for you and Andrew and the uh, farm? I, I get thanked many, many times about the fact that we are certified organic in, con we're in conversion. Strawberries are one of the hardest fruits to grow organically. We have oh. always, uh, with, uh, because of the weeds, it's just a weed, it's just perpetually weeds. They're low to the ground. They apparently they're supposed to attract more bugs and insects, but we don't have that problem because we have good soil. The future to me is that, uh, I like to tell people, I like to share my food with people. And um, when you grow, when you stop chasing things for money and do things because they really, uh, really mean something to you and you're giving something good to people, the money comes back to you. Mm. So that will remove my risk. Uh, I think the future is good because people want good, clean food and they want a story and they want to know the farmer and they're sick of buying mm -hmm. from big supermarkets people this idea um there's a battle on in the world for, for with large and small farms government gets uh, a, a big ego saying that the bigger the farm the better monoculture growing only one thing um whereas small farms feed the world and i tell people i don't want to feed the world i just want to feed the locals mm -hmm. and that's that to me is uh, resonating with a lot of a lot of the people I speak with. They just love our fruit. I don't know. I tell people, you, uh, even though we're certified organic, we're certified delicious. I don't know what I'm doing yeah. right, but our fruit yeah. is um, our fruit's great. Yeah, I, I wish you were a bit closer. <laughs> You're making me very well. I'm going to get some, if I get some dried, I'll send them over to you. Yes, do that. <laughs> um, it's been lovely talking to you. And, and before you go, I want to ask you a question that I ask most of my guests. And that is, if the teenage Nina saw you now and met you now, what's something that she would be proud of that she sees? And what's something that she might think, I thought we might have gone about that differently? I think that, uh, I think she'd be pleased to sort of kept my sense of humour because my glass is always half full. The other part is, I think she'd say to me, um, stop overthinking. Just stop overthinking things mm -hmm. because I am an overthinker. Um, I, yeah, I think I just have to stop procrastinating. Uh, mm -hmm. Unfortunately, uh, it is my blessing and it's my curse. So now I, I look at things, I think I, I, I procrastinate less. Me in my younger years would say, Nina, don't overthink it. That's mm -hmm. all. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, it's like that. Yes. You know, instead of thinking of all the things that, could go wrong well think about well what if it all goes right that's, that's the way to been think practicing. 
I'm glad you can think that. That's that's and that to me is what I've had to learn because it's not a natural way that I yeah. think. It's and but you can learn these things. And I think if anyone uh, anyone getting older, if you think that you can't do farming, permaculture, grow your own vegetables. It's very very good for the soul. And I used to think all these people in their garden, what are they doing? I know exactly what they're doing. They're living life. Get right. out in the garden. Go to a park. Look at a flower. Look yeah. at flowers, look at the sky, and it's very, very, uh, very good for the soul. Yeah, even yeah. Though you don't, not. yeah, appreciate the small things, and yeah, yeah. Oh, I yes. absolutely love what you're doing, and yeah, it is brave, but it must be so <laughs> satisfying. You look very satisfied, anyway. You look like I'm you're very enjoying happy. it. Because I know you said the you had a rough day yesterday, and it yes. doesn't show. It's mega hot there at the moment, is it? Uh, no, we just get the, we've got, got like a, a bit of a heat wave. We've got hundreds yeah. and hundreds and hundreds of flies in Australia. Thousands right. of homes gone. People have died. We're doing, I, where I live does not suffer that. We are not, I'm not in drought. It is less water, but they're not like it is affecting other people. But yesterday was just a particularly, it was, you know, nearly 40 degrees Celsius. Uh, and we had very, very high northerly, uh, northeasterly winds bringing the hot winds down. And there was a small fire near us. And it makes oh. very uh, people because I live near, I uh, live between two very big state forests. Right. So um, it wouldn't affect me because of where I am, but it affects others around and it makes you feel nervous when you see that there's fire, that there's, you wonder how it's going to be able to, kept in control with the yeah. wind in particular. Yeah. I live in course. a windy spot. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes. my. Well, I hope you have a, a less fraught day today. Thank you very much. And thanks for. Uh, <laughs> listening to my story it's just such a lovely look life is there to be lived it's been absolutely fantastic talking to you and very best of luck with thank everything you. that you're doing and i hope we can keep in touch thank I'll you see you later isn't nina amazing oh my goodness can you imagine that that really is going all out without a plan b Oh, wow. I hope you enjoyed listening as much as I enjoyed talking to her. Now, if you entered our competition to win a copy of My Best Life Journal, listen up, I'm going to announce the winner. And it could be you, if you entered. I will also put a notification on Facebook and Instagram, but you can hear it here first. The winner is, drumroll, Suzanne Drummond. So, Suzanne, just message me your address details by private message on social media and your copy will be winging its way to you. And I hope you'll keep in touch and let us know how you're getting on with it. And so, apart from this week's Handy Life Hack, which you'll hear in a moment, that's about it for this week. So have an amazing first week of December and I'll see you next week. Here's this week's Handy Life Hack. Do you struggle with those blister packs that they wrap everything in these days? You know, the rigid plastic that's moulded to the shape of the object that you've bought. 
Ugh. Well, you'll love this. Just get your can opener out or tin opener, whatever you call it in your family. Use that and Bob's your uncle. Life 50 Plus podcast is created and produced by me, Marsha Ogden, and it's available on several platforms. So please keep listening. There are links below in the show notes, and you can also follow me on Facebook. The page name is Marsha at Gurgle It, which is M A R C H I A at A T Gurgle It, G U R G L E I T. Or you can have a look at the website, gurgleit.com. There are links below to the website and to the workshops and the journal. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, just drop me a line at marsha at or leave a voice message on here with details of your topic. Have a fantastic week and I'll see you next time.